0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Heart Symbols Publishing.
1: We are an integrative therapy site that offers creative works that touch the heart, where we offer workshops. We have online store, we offer classes, looking to help anyone who's interested in adding more tools to their integrative therapies toolbox.
0: And another sponsor that we have for this evening's podcast is Elements Creative Jewelry, spelled E-L-E-M-E-N-T, number five, Elements Five. Handcrafted jewelry made with lots of love, uh, sterling silver um, with beautiful crystals and stones that are hand-cut with lots of um, beautiful love put into it. Uh, my brother, Bill, is, is the artist, and I'm very proud of him.
2: Also brought to you by With Love Wellness. Do you have a small business and want to learn to utilize one of the fastest-growing social media networks or to boost your own brand? That's With Love Wellness. They're located at Beyond Today in the F Building. They have a great class coming up. It's called Instagram 101 and Instagram 102. Come join them with love at Beyond Today. Full number is 480-442-0258. That's with love. Welcome to Beyond Today's Podcast, number seven. My name is Rod Lyman, and I'm here at Beyond Today, wishing everybody a beautiful, beautiful day today. How is everybody doing today?
0: Wonderful. Great.
2: Great. Great. Thank you. Good. good. Perfect. Good. Okay. good. I asked, the, kind of told the crowd to say something that really didn't care much about. Hello, are you guys doing good out there? Yes. And- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you guys are awesome. I love it. But Rod Liven here at the this uh, the Cindy Rod Show. at the, One of the fastest growing podcasts around in that. And uh, to my left is this beautiful, lovely co-host.
0: As you mentioned, that's me,
2: Cindy Newby. And to her left, the wonderful and talented Linda. Hi, Linda.
0: Hi.
2: Introduce you. yourself, my dear. Thank
0: you
1: for inviting me. I'm uh, thrilled to be here. This is quite an adventure, and I—what do you want to know about me? I've been teaching in the world of integrative therapies for about twenty plus years. That's starting to age me, but anyway, and it's been a phenomenal journey. And I'm just thrilled to be part of your your opportunity you're offering here this evening. So thank you for inviting me. Well, did
2: you start when you're like two?
1: Nice try. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs) And of course, at the end of the table here, all the way to the left, the proud and wonderful man that I love to say he's my friend. His name is... Mike Hegeman. Thank you, Rod, for that introduction. Uh, I'm really
3: excited about this evening because uh, Linda Bennett is a personal friend of mine whom I met, actually, when I started studying hypnotherapy at the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts in Tempe, maybe about eight years ago. And uh, after that... You know those initial courses and a few more courses in hypnotherapy. Just became friends with Linda Bennett. I, I think I volunteered to said, you know, I could teach classes here, and she she found a place for me. And over the years, we've become colleagues. So I was kind of excited. i very excited. And you know, as we talked in the last couple of our podcasts, we met Courtney Long, and Courtney Long, uh, we met her. I met her in those hypnotherapy classes, and so we, we, I'm bringing all my connections here to uh, this evening. So thank you, Linda, for joining us this evening, and we've got. Uh, a
2: wonderful topic for tonight pa- the past, past lives. life regression yes. Yes. yes all right i'm excited about this uh it, it's something that i was excited as soon as you brought that to me like it's like let's do this thing on past lives i was like oh my gosh yes uh cuz th- a lot of personal stuff about past lives to me and that uh there's it means a lot to me but uh, you know there's a whole bunch of questions i have to ask you linda so but uh Tonight, Cindy's going to. She has more questions than I do, so I'm going to let turn it over to Cindy with some of these beautiful questions. That my I do have one question before Cindy gets into it, and that is, how long have you been doing past lives?
1: Um, over twenty years.
2: Oh my gosh! Okay, so for a while, (laughs) right? And and you know, I'll turn it over to Cindy for her questions and that. But uh, I'm sure I'll have more after. That is.
0: All right, Linda, there, we do have a few here. Uh, the first one is, why can't we remember our past lives? Well,
1: we can remember our past lives. The thing is, we don't remember them all at once. It would be overwhelming if we had all of our past lives up uh, in our consciousness at the same time. It would be, it would just be too much for us. So it really only comes accessible to us as we need it. That's the whole key to it, is that we want to make it... Uh, meaningful so we've had you know for some people it's thousands of past lives you can't keep all that in your head at the same time it just doesn't work it's just too much
3: so Linda one of the things I've heard about this topic about why we don't remember past lives is that um, we we make a contract with ourselves before we ever come into this lifetime and we our last podcast was on sacred contracts Mm -hmm. or a couple of couple of ago and um and so wh- tell us a little bit more about your understanding of that why why we may choose not to remember as we come into this lifetime or we choose maybe perhaps at certain points throughout our life to re- to go through a process of recalling that what's what's your understanding of that about how this relates to sacred contracts
1: well i think the whole thing is with past lives and remembering it's all about making us a better individual and whatever that's going to take whether it's to clear a mistaken belief that we've hung on to from another lifetime, whether it's to learn the other side of a coin. In other words, if you were the ruler in one lifetime, then you need to be the peasant in another lifetime so that you learn compassion for both and that each side has a purpose. And eventually what we learn is that nothing's better than another. And so I believe what it does is it comes up as we're ready for a given lesson.
2: Well, that's nice. I, I like that. Uh, so one of my beliefs also with that is that we have to experience everything, every inch of our life on this world. And one of the reasons why we can't remember the past lives is that we, we don't have to remember the every inch in that we just know that. It's part of our past life. Do you agree with that?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think, too, that, you know, a lot of people will block their memory up because I I can remember that the first time I was given the opportunity to experience a past life, I was scared to death because I was afraid of two things. Either I was going to find out that I was really a horrible person and I was paying big time this time for it, or that... I was going to make myself grander than who I really was. And I didn't want to get caught up in that trap. So I blocked um, probably a good 15, 20 minutes, my first official past life regression, because I was scared to death of what I was going to make up.
2: Oh, wow.
3: Absolutely. So, you know, we've jumped right into this topic. And, and I'm interested in how do we how do we help people who, they first hear the term about past life lives, and they say, oh, I... Isn't that a, a Hindu? Isn't that a Hindu concept? And um, how do we? And how do I relate to that? That doesn't fit with my worldview. Um, have you had Linda? Have you had experience with um, with somebody coming in saying this isn't really my worldview, but I'm intrigued.
1: You know what? I haven't had that happen as much as I've had somebody who had no intention of going to a past life. And it showed up spontaneously in a session. I had a gentleman come in for weight management. And this was a gentleman who was, a a large gentleman, probably weighed 350 plus, and had been dropping weight, but hit a plateau. And so wanted to find out what was going on. And did not, we didn't even talk about past lives. That was not even on the table. And we started, I asked the subconscious to take him wherever we needed to go, to get him back on track with releasing the excess weight. And the first thing he did is he saw himself as a little girl in a pink dress, which this large gentleman, that would not be a typical image for him to imagine. Wow. And he saw himself asking for cookies from somebody in a kitchen. The next thing is he saw himself in the Holocaust. And he said, I will never starve again. Wow. He came out of the regression, and he looked at me, and he goes, is that real? And I said, I don't know. What do you think? He said, that seems so real to me. I don't believe in past lives, but that seems so real to me. And I said, does it matter if it's real? The bottom line is, you were holding a belief that said, I will never starve again. That belief has been feeding your Intake of food because you're afraid you're going to starve again. So let's put that away. And, you know, he got back on track.
2: Perfect. Wow. Nothing more to say about that. That's, <laughs> no, right? that's pretty amazing. Yeah, he was pretty surprised too. Yeah, but he is. said,
1: like he said, he says, that was so real to me. Right. And that's what you're looking for in a regression session right. is that the client has the emotional experience that it triggers a shift in their, literally, their cellular structure.
2: Well, absolutely. It, my mom, she has to have all her cabinets full of food, no matter what. Expired or what, all the cabinets have to be full of food. And, I, and I've always asked her, why, Mom? Why do you keep this around here and that? She says, I don't want to to be hungry. Right. I said, were you ever hungry in that? She goes, I don't, not that I remember, but in a past life, I'm, I'm almost positive that she has been hungry at one time right. that, and that's why she won't ever give up that idea of mm-hmm. not having food in, in all the pantries. Everything has to be full right. all right. the
1: time. Very, very common. And especially people who were raised during the um, depression. There's a lot of that overplay too, that comes right. in.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Linda. Uh, here's one that I thought of. How do you, how do we know if what we're experiencing now in this lifetime, um, isn't from maybe the past,
1: Well, we don't know until we get in and investigate. So where I see it happen the most is somebody that has an unexplainable fear or phobia. They don't know where it came from. They've had it forever, and they can't place what it's about. Um, And that can be an indicator that it could be from a past life, but it doesn't always mean that. I mean, there can be things from our childhood that we just frankly don't remember, Mm -hmm. that we could trigger that memory. So one of the things about past life regression is it's not just past life, it's really regression therapy going back or forward in time to whatever we need to know. So it doesn't have to be another time, it could be within this lifetime too, Mm -hmm. that can be a a great resolution for somebody. Okay? Okay.
0: So a friend of mine, her son is afraid to go into elevators. So would that be something that you're saying right now? It could be something from the past or this time or a fear or... It could be, yes,
1: any of those things. And it doesn't have to be another lifetime where maybe there weren't elevators. It could be something completely different. It could be something about being in a closed space. It could be something about losing control. It could be um, all kinds of things. I had a client who had a fear of driving over bridges. And one of the, the most effective ways to tap into when somebody's got a fear like that is you have them bring up the current emotion. Then you ask the subconscious to go to the source of that. And it took her to a beach in another time frame, maybe the 20s, 30s, somewhere in there. And she's having, an uh, there's an, episode happening on the beach with water and and something going on, but it had nothing to do with driving over an overpass. Mm -hmm. So you never know where it's going to go.
0: It's quite the adventure. (laughs) I understand. Now, for me, for example, and I've known uh, other people, uh, this happened to them as well, you... Are never afraid of heights, let's just say, and then all of a sudden one day you decide to go up on, on top of a building, you know, Sears Tower or something like that, and you're definitely afraid. What happens? All those other years, you could be, you know, 45 years old, and you suddenly go to the Sears Tower, and you are definitely afraid to go up there, what, and you're suddenly afraid of heights. What Do you know what that's about? But all those other years, you were okay Right.
1: First of all, we're born with two fears, fear of falling and fear of loud noises.
0: All other fears
1: our learned behavior. So it could be in conjunction with something that happened at that same age or it could be that somebody, whatever, something else is is happening emotionally and that just is a catalyst for some sort of change. So it's hard to say why it just shows up then. It could be that that's when the subconscious says, now it's time for you to deal with something. You're ready now, so we're going to bring it up so that you can deal with it. So there's a lot of
2: possibilities. Wow. Yeah, and I have to agree with that. Uh, When I turned 45 years old, all of a sudden I decided I couldn't fly anymore in an airplane. I freaked out in an airplane flight from Arizona to South Dakota. I had to get off at Denver, and I got off and I ran. I mean, I couldn't get back on the airplane. We decided to do a past life regression on it, and we found out that in during this past life, and that that I was a pilot that in the '40s that flew into the Bermuda Triangle and never was found again. And interesting enough, it was I was 45 years old at the time when this happened. That was the pilot that I looked up, and that and there was a squadron of pilots that disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle. Their captain was 45 years old. Oh, wow. And it was the only picture. They had pictures of all the rest of this cauldron. The captain, they didn't have a picture of And I wanted to see who it was in that.
1: Don't just send him your picture. Yeah. So here, <laughs> there here, you go. missing here. picture. Here you go. There you go.
2: But every, I have not been able to step in an airplane since then. And it, it's kind of interesting is that it was 45 years old. All of a right. sudden, I've been flying all my life. and that right. I was two hours from getting my own pilot's license. And all of a sudden, I couldn't fly anymore kind of crazy thought so
1: is that something you want to
2: work on well of course it is <laughs> of course it is linda <laughs> all Leave right it to me i'm do gonna I, do, always
1: ask that do question. i need to
2: lay down right now or something <laughs> i mean well
1: i will say we won't do it right now but it's an oh, opportunity. oh okay
2: all right that's, it's an opportunity i like that i just thought i was gonna get help right now
1: <laughs> well i would do that but that might take
2: us a little while oh okay absolutely <laughs> so that's awesome thank you
3: so, Linda, we're talking about, you know, a clinical setting here, you know, for hypnotherapy mm-hmm. and past life regression. And talk a little bit about that because oh, well, I've got two questions. One is about what process people will go to learn this. And, the, and cause I think you have a deep you have a deep respect for the process and you want to make sure that somebody isn't out there going to somebody or thinking that they can do past life regressions, you know, without a little bit of study. So tell us about the, the kind of the professional aspect of, of how you train people or yeah, why that's important.
1: I have a very strong belief that you do need a good foundation because first of all, a lot of people want to experience a past life and that doesn't mean they're going to get there. In other words, you typically hypnosis is the process we use. But if somebody's not familiar with hypnosis, they may need, first of all, A couple of sessions of just getting comfortable with the process of hypnosis. And then if the subconscious feels that it's of value, it will guide them to a past life. So you can't just go there if you've never had any experience with hypnosis. And as a practitioner, I really believe you need a solid foundation in the basics of hypnosis so that you can manage whatever may come up with a client. Because just because somebody wants a past life, like I said, they may not go there. So then what are you going to do with the client? You've got to have something. You've got to know how to manage that experience. So I'm I'm adamant. I I respect this therapy so much that it's not something to take lightly. It's not a parlor game. It's not entertainment. It's extremely therapeutic. So I have a pretty strong um, belief that it needs to be taught in a very structured, healthy environment.
3: One of the parts that I remember most of all, you know, in your teaching, is that a statement saying, when when people ask that very question about was this real, is this real, that you always say, well, you know, our imagination is very powerful, uh-huh. and the subconscious is very powerful, and I always remember you saying, so if it's if it's real or not, why do you think the subconscious came up with that and brought you that images and created this narrative, and so you you gave me as somebody who was both a believer and a skeptic all the time you gave me the possibility of living being able to be both those things right. and and that statement said oh you you what you can believe in here is the power of your own subconscious to be to want to be on a healing journey and so i I really appreciate that that sense of i don't I can believe fully and I don't have to believe right. you know in the in past lives but I can I can entertain the thought and say, oh, wow, the subconscious is really powerful that it created this and it allowed me to, you know, to, it allows me to say, well, whether it's real or not, I'm on a healing journey. Right. And my subconscious helped me to, to get there.
1: You know, and people will ask me all the time, you know, what if I make it up? And it's like, okay, then let's do an exercise. Let's make up something. Let's make it up and get it over with. So once you get the first one made up, make up a story about someplace where you thought you might want to live or a lifetime you didn't want to have anything to do with. Let's start and make up a story. And I start them on that process, and all of a sudden it just takes on a life of its own. And you know they're not making it up when one thing after another is coming and coming and coming, and they're not stopping to think about what they're going to say next. It's just popping out of their mouths. I have to say that I've only had in 20 years one client who was, it was obvious he was making it up. And we were in a class, and there was a young lady he was quite interested in. Mm. So he made sure that they had (laughs) a lifetime together, and I was like, yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) But most, you know, that's typically, people aren't going to make these things up. If all the things you could make up, why did you pick this? There's something in it. Even if it's just a metaphor to help you understand what it is you need to know.
2: Yes, a long, long time ago I was a king in a faraway castle with a beautiful wife. I had this queen next to me that was oh I'm sorry. Was was not not now.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thought we're going right into the helping part here. <laughs> I I keep going with my story than that.
0: How about in past lives, uh, lives um as animals. How about that? Past okay. Life.
1: You know, uh, the first time somebody asked me that, I went, Oh, no, I don't think so. And then I, I've learned never to say, No, that can't be, because I eventually <laughs> get the lesson pretty quickly. And I had two episodes. Um, one where uh, a client in a past life immediately saw herself as a dolphin. And who was I to question that that wasn't possible? I had another uh, client that came to me who was studying death and dying at uh, university and wanted to explain. Experience what it was like to die, and thought that maybe he did believe in past lives and thought if he could experience a couple of past lives of death, he would understand the death and dying process. So, sure, and we probably went through five different lifetimes where he died in different ways, sometimes tragically, sometimes just, you know, died naturally. But the very last one, he goes, I'm an ape. I'm a highly evolved ape and they're stabbing me and I'm already dead. Why are they still stabbing me? I said, I don't you know. I'm like, okay. But it was so fascinating, you know, to see that. And so can we be animals? You know, who's to say that we can't?
2: Well, is it really the, actually the, the reincarnation or the past life of an ape? Or is it just the energy of it or the energy of the animal in that? Because is it, is that how we portray ourselves and see ourselves?
1: You know, again, who knows? And the, and and I don't try to figure it out.
2: <laughs> Good one.
1: You know, there are a lot of people that are very interested in documenting their past lives. If they get information, then they go searching to to prove it. And there's quite a few books on that if you want to read some some stories about that. And if clients want to do that, more power to them. I don't ever have an interest in looking to document it but some people really that's really important to them well to to.
2: it is and actually it was really funny as one of our maintenance man for the complex here in that he says oh you're having past lives tonight and everything else he says i document all my past lives he says i only have six past lives he goes could you ask her how come i only have six past lives
1: i don't have an answer
2: oh that's fine i i couldn't i didn't have an answer for him either it's like you know it's how I, I, do you he was he was really searching that and i said well why don't you come tonight you know and see if we can get that answer for you but I, i'm in the same boat as you i didn't have i didn't know what to say to him
1: i and i know people who've had thousands so mm-hmm. i don't know I, i've had people that will say to me this is my first life on this planet okay i, I okay i don't know what to do with that what does that mean right um have we had other lifetimes on other planets? I think that's possible. Anything's possible. So, how many past lives have we had? I believe we've had multiple. Oh, absolutely. Um, but maybe we only need to recall five
0: or six.
2: Yep. Yeah. Well, he also is in the belief that this is that uh, this is a depressant life. This one is. And so he puts himself in that depressant life, that we are in a depressant life, and that all the other past lives he's experienced everything else he needs to, and now he's in his, the depressant life. And sorry to say and sad to say is that that's what he really truly believes, and when a person really truly believes it, that's what the life that they live.
1: Yeah, you, you act from what you believe, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, and I mean I do believe that, again, every life is meant to learn something, so whatever we need to learn... Um, that's what's going to show up.
2: Absolutely. Got more questions here? So, oh, Linda, oh, one of
3: the things that I've heard you talk about in the past is that um, how, as, as a clinician, you know, working with people, that you're very careful about not creating false memories. Yes. So that you're, the questioning process, as you're leading somebody through this, that you, you know, you're very aware of the power of suggestion. And so how, what what ways do you help shape the the experience or, so that the person is really... Leading themselves. I mean, how do you how do you how do you uh, find that balance between being a leader but not over suggesting?
1: The key to it is I I sound like personally. If you listen to a past life that I've done, I sound like a broken record. I am always saying, "Tell me what else you're aware of. What else are you aware of? What do you now notice? You know, so that I don't over lead and keep the client just keep them talking. Tell me what else you notice." Um, how are you feeling? Feelings are such a critical piece of this. What does that feel like? And a lot of times, people won't get images, but they'll get a feeling. All of a sudden, they're feeling very tense, or they're feeling anxious. Okay, I want you to just stay with that feeling. Just tell me about that feeling. Describe it to me. Now, I'll want you to, I'll ask the subconscious to take you to the source of that feeling, and then whatever they're aware of. So I always, it's, you know, I'm really keeping my questions that simple. That's about all I'm saying.
3: So I hear you use the term subconscious, mm-hmm. but how do you? How do you? What's your understanding of subconscious and spirit? Because here it's like, you know, what is it that? How is it that we bring memories from one lifetime to another? So that we're, are they stored somewhere within us, or what do you? What do you have any understanding of that, or you don't try to think too technically about the process? Is that?
1: Oh, thanks for that doozy <laughs> of a question. Ah, uh, well, there's a lot of possibilities. You could talk about the akashic records. So a lot of it can be stored there. It can be our soul that holds these memories and chooses to release them at different times. Uh, it could be that a spirit is giving us the information. The possibilities again are endless. I don't know that I could just say it's just this.
2: Could, would, could it be in the DNA within us? Or?
1: I'm sure that's a possibility too. You know, um, I don't. You know, I don't know. How that would show up in the DNA.
2: As, well, I mean as memories, we, we bring that DNA from their past, right? So it, it's each lifetime would have the same string of DNA, wasn't it? I don't know. Or is it a string of DNA? See, from here's our, a,
1: okay, here's our the thing. Family? Let me let me throw this out at it. Okay,
2: good, please.
1: Okay. I had a question and it never fails that when I put a big question onto the universe, they make sure I learn it real fast. And I someone asked me, could you be in more than one lifetime at a time at once? And I said, I don't know. And sure enough, I was shown I was in two lifetimes at the same time. I was in Philadelphia and someplace in China. I was a young girl in both instances where my mother had died a long time ago. I was being raised by my father in both instances. And I was—I lived a very protected life and was not allowed to go out on my own. 1700s in Philadelphia, not sure the time frame in, but somewhere in China. And my father died in both lifetimes. And I am left on my own. And now I have to go out in the world and figure out how to live life. And so they had a similar story. They happened at the same time One's life ended before the other and met the other one when the other one came
2: through. Would it be considered a walk-in then? No. No.
1: No, they just met up in spirit. They just
2: met in spirit. Okay. In spirit. Right.
1: So basically, those were happening simultaneously. So would the same DNA be in both of those people?
2: No. Or it could be. I don't know. Split. I don't know. That's a that's a really good question. I like that. Well, I, think
3: that <laughs> I think I've heard. You know, it's, it's both the sense of that we have spiritual past lives where mm-hmm. we where we you know the memories of the soul, the spirit come come with us. Poss- you know, possibly that way, but also that there could be physical sense of our own ancestry. You know, the sense of we can get in touch with our ancestors, and we may have been. Or I mean, one of the, the things that blows somebody's mind is you say, "Well, I you know possibly I was." I was my own ancestor, you know, I mean, both genetically and also as a, you know, in that kind of the, at the realm of spirit. I mean, right. so like Rod, I am your father. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. um, another you know, the quick question in here is the midst of what's the difference between the clinical hypnotherapy doing a past life regression and going to going to um, a, a, an intuitive, a psychic medium who could tell you about your past life. Linda, what do you what do you think about that?
1: For me, the difference is the emotional connection, that when somebody tells me that I've had a past life, is this, that, or whatever, it's information, and what am I supposed to do with it? I don't know. Whereas when you experience it personally, then there's that emotion, and that's where the emotion can be released, the resolution can come from it, so to me... I am reluctant. I've had many readings where people have told me I've had a past life is this, past life is that, and it's like, okay, that's very interesting, and what am I going to do with it? So for me, I feel that the healing will come when you experience it, not just having somebody tell you it.
3: Okay. And so then the process of clinical hypnotherapy and and past life regression, what What's the end goal of a session, perhaps? I mean, there may be different ones, but how do you, once people get in contact with that information, how do you help somebody then do something with that?
1: That they take whatever they've learned in that past life, and we ask the subconscious to show how that information is impacting current life, so that there can be resolution.
2: And so that's the healing part of it. That's
1: the healing part of it.
2: Very good. I love that. Cindy, you had another question? Well, I'll ask it then. Yeah,
0: go ahead. All right.
2: So can we have the same spirit guides in, the past, in these past life that we have?
1: Yes, and um, also I've experienced that a spirit guide in one lifetime could be a sister brother in another lifetime. So they we trade roles. Sometimes we're in spirit. Sometimes we're... You know, a sibling, a parent, you know, the victim, the victimizer, you know, all kinds of different roles we play. So I think it can happen. But would the same um, spirit be with us multiple lifetimes? Possibly. I haven't seen a lot of that, but I'm not going to say it couldn't happen.
2: Okay. Well, it's just kind of interesting. That, yeah. that was a one an audience actually question right. that they, somebody had asked, is that if that's possible that throughout these lifetime is there you know do we have the same spirit guides throughout each lifetime too and i think that's i find that quite interesting
1: my experience in general with spirit guides is i think that a lot of times at some point they had to take on physical form yep. so that's when they showed up in the lifetime as a, like i said a sibling or whatever and then another lifetime they're choosing to work at the spirit realm so i think we move in and out of those realms
2: perfect uh, you know, there's a vision I saw not too long ago of, and actually it was of Cindy, and that is, um, it was like a bunch of past lives all, all together at once. And that, and it was really interesting is is that um, I looked at her, and she had like a peacock colors around her, like it, she, it went into a fan. And it was like, I could feel that it was like past life because we've done past life regression before, then. and then it just felt like there's past lives. But it was like I started moving up and I saw all her past lives lined up all the way back to the beginning of time. Like you could see everything, all her lives that, all lined up. And I was like, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I never saw that before or anything else. Could you give me a little heads up what you think that could have been?
0: Well, um,
1: it sounds like, to, for me, the image that when you said that, I saw like, a film strip.
2: Exactly, yes.
1: Little pieces of film. And you know, what did you take away when you saw that? What was that for you?
2: It was it took my breath away, first of all. Okay. I mean it was it was exciting, it was exhilarating, it was like, oh my gosh, I get to see everything there is about Cindy. Okay. And that's what I felt like.
1: So similar to a crystal, you're seeing the different facets of the same individual. Absolutely. So is that for Cindy to know that she had all those lifetimes, or is it for you to appreciate all the different elements of her?
2: Hmm. Well, I, I appreciate Cindy anyway. So I mean, I, was, I
1: didn't say you didn't. But, 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 I mean, but, but
2: maybe that was—is that's a kind of a self-acceptance for herself? Is that I can see everything about I, what your whole past. It was—it was a good life. I can see who you are, and that you're—you're you're a good person, and all the past. And that maybe it was a self-acceptance thing that I saw in Cindy. You know, or was able to see in mm-hmm. Cindy. But, as it's coming as peacock feathers at the beginning, which was kind of crazy, and that which kind of opened up everything to be able to go all the way back to the beginning of time fascinating it is and so and that, see, if
1: I were doing a session with you at that moment, I'd be asking all kinds of questions going, <laughs> okay, tell me more what does this mean blah, 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 blah.
2: <laughs> well, so I would love
1: to have been there on that. oh my gosh yeah it was it was
2: quite exciting. We talked about it for the longest time, it was really exciting, I mean there was a lot of cool things that's happened since then that but cindy's also a, a trans she could do she can do all these different things she can project energy in that and it was probably something that i was she was projecting that i was able to see which is very awesome anyway but it, it meant a lot to me mm-hmm. in that. so i i know that it was healing for myself and that but on the other hand in that if she can't see it and she can only hear it the way i describe it in that how healing is that for a person? Well, you know? see, that's
1: why I say I think it was more for you than it was for her.
2: Oh, okay. Well, thank you, Cindy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's not to say that you know, she can't learn from that, right. but it's the fact that you had the emotion with it. Right. So that to me says that that's a, a message mm-hmm. for you because it's about the emotion that's being triggered in you.
2: Oh, I'll be darned. So does that mean that there's a possibility along with that because celestial beings can be in our past life?
1: again again anything's
0: possible
2: because that's what it was back it was almost like there was a a timeline where it stopped being on earth and it was in celestial and that's what you could see it like it's just it stopped a line and then after that it was celestial beings and that
1: so but isn't there a possibility for me there's a possibility that we exist in all dimensions Oh, absolutely. So that you're just seeing all the dimensions of it.
2: All at once. And they were all lined up, which right. I thought was the coolest thing. Right. It's kinda of like it was the geisha girls, you know, that their hands all come together and everything else and and they do the dance. What what was Mike? Did I say the wrong <laughs> thing? Were you a geisha girl in their past life? Is that okay. it?
3: Possibly. Yes, okay.
2: Possibly. <laughs> Maybe I don't know what a geisha girl is, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> We'll just stop at that point. <laughs> so we, we have different dimensions and different times, and we are we live in all those different times.
1: And, and, and everything is all connected. Right. It's all connected. And there's really, if you look at past lives, by rights, they don't happen in linear. Linear, I can't even say that word. Uh, linear in the sense that there's no such thing as time. Right. It's man-made. So... Are, when we're experiencing these different times and spaces, is that really in the order that it happened?
2: Exactly. The
1: future could be happening before the past happens.
2: So to change the past, we must change the future. The could,
1: yeah, I mean, there's the possibilities of all right. of that. Is
2: Well, that's really interesting. Yeah. Well, um, we're going to go out to the crowd here and see if there's anybody out there that would like to ask a question to Linda. Are the whole panel anybody? Anybody want to ask a question about the past lives? Well, that's, well, go ahead. Yes. Come on up. I don't care. Make one up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or I can tell you one of my wildest past life stories.
2: <laughs> well, Dana, Dana has a question. I'm All right, Dana. It. And then, uh, then I want to hear your wild. you yeah, have a really wild one. Yep. So Dana's going to come sit by you, Linda, if that's all okay,
1: right. Okay, he can. <laughs> all
2: right. Hi, Dana. Hi, Linda.
3: How are
1: you? I'm peachy, and you? Great. I'm great.
3: A
2: <laughs> uh, question about past life regression. Um, for a first-time
3: explorer of that, what, mm-hmm. uh, how would you uh, introduce the the concept and, and uh, what... What questions?
2: What what things would, uh, would a beginner want to explore?
1: Well, first of all, you know you have to look at what the intention is. What do you want to accomplish? For some people, again, if they come to me, and they say, "Well, I'm just curious to see what I was what I was in another lifetime." Well, that's not necessarily going to invoke anything that you really want to see necessarily. It could be, you know That could be a little bit uncomfortable. So if somebody's really not sure, then the first thing I'm going to encourage is to look at gifts and talents that you had in other lifetimes that you've brought forth into this lifetime. So we'll look at that. If a client comes in and they said, well, I have, are there any places in your life you're challenged? Like I'm struggling with um relationships. I'm struggling with I seem to constantly have a problem in this area of my of my life. Okay. So what I try to do is give the subconscious some choices. I don't say just go here. I say look at this, look at this, look at this, and I'm going to ask the subconscious to go wherever it is for your highest good. So I or if there's anything else that the subconscious feels would be a benefit. So we've opened the door and let it go where it's going to go. And what I always tell clients is, especially the first time, again, don't worry about making it up. Just go with as if you were reporting this movie that you're watching. And just tell us, and we'll sort it out afterwards. Mm-hmm. Does that help
3: a little bit? Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you, Dana. That was really good. I like that. Thanks, Dana. Thank you. Anybody else? Why you get so shy? Come do a podcast. You guys should be... Fighting, and you should come up here and yap. And really, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Guess they. Come. Okay. All right. So, Mike, did you have something else that you wanted to? Well, I just want to talk a little bit about my own experience and see
3: how this relates, you know, to our, you know, to our topic. But when I, about twenty five years ago, twenty six years ago, I started getting involved with um, some with Reiki, doing energy work, and as uh, a friend of mine was doing Reiki on me, uh, with me, and that all of a sudden in my life, I started having spontaneous past life regressions. During sessions, outside of those sessions, sometimes I would be walking along and I would see two worlds at once. The one I was in and pictures of like all of a sudden perhaps I was in Spain or something. And and how did I know it was Spain? There was just a sense of knowing. And um, this was a terrifying experience for me, you know, just at, at first, you know, and it was a sense of...
1: Terrifying in what way?
3: Well, it was so disconcerting. It was so, you know... You know changing of, of, of my perceptions of, okay. of the world and life because okay. I didn't know if I really believed in past life, but all of a sudden there were all of these just a flood of information from multiple past lives, and often they were very traumatic mm-hmm. um quite traumatic and And what you know now I can look back over the past twenty five years and I can say I've learned to deal with the trauma, even though it was about often about a release of intense emotion, intense mm-hmm. fear, pain. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, senses of humiliation, all the all the topics, uh, they all came up. You know, what does one want to work on in a lifetime? Well, it's considering one lifetime, and then considering many, and all, it was a flood of information. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I had good friends that were kind of helped me explore this. It was new for all of us, but we explored it. We dealt with it. In um, but it was very disconcerting at first, and then sometimes comforting, and then sometimes almost addictive. You know, the sense of wow. Oh, if I could find out this, why can I find out more and more and more? And the balance I felt like I've come to is to be able to, like Rod said, almost rising above all of those stories and seeing that they're stories and uh, say to myself, okay, what lesson do That's I want to pull forward from that? Take the lesson, let go of the drama, and uh, and then and call forward. As you, uh, you said earlier, call forward the gifts, the right. information, the talents, but let go, but not to go on a journey, saying I'm going to find all of this stuff out. Because sometimes I don't. I mean, what I realized, and we were talking about it earlier. I just don't need to know that other stuff. But one of the things we talked about in our Sacred Contracts podcast was that I realized that part of my sacred contract for this lifetime was to resolve all the other lifetimes. And but before that became a daunting process, like oh my gosh, thousands of those, right? Was to realize that it's all one lifetime. In, in many ways it's all one lifetime and what comes up shows up in one lifetime shows up in another shows up in another and the process for me was to be able to say oh i recon- to recognize the pattern and to say oh okay that's that's a pattern for me right you know and uh, and so so the it was interesting so i didn't you know for me it wasn't a process of going to a cl- clinical hypnotherapist this kind of erupted on right. my life <clears throat> And so I just wanted to say that the other part of that, too, was that once that started happening, it made my previous 25 years of life make sense. All the dreams that I had, that's what I want to say, that for some people out there, if you're interested in past lives, it may be because maybe you're having dreams of of places and times outside of your your everyday life experience here. And sometimes, and maybe it's a sense of before it, Maybe I, I chose for this to erupt into my my life because that got my attention. Right,
1: yeah, and every, it, there's so many different variations of it. There's children that remember past lives, so matter of fact that they'll say, "Well, when I was the mom, I was much nicer than you are to their mother," or <laughs> whatever they may say, and they say it so matter of factly, and it's like they don't even think twice about it. But uh, the, and uh, a lot of children will remember past lives up to about the age of seven and then they start forgetting them uh and you know whenever we're going to remember we're remembering them for a reason whether it be in our dreams whether it be formal whether it be informal it just spontaneously pops up there's a reason it's there for you to pay attention to to do something with and i think it really is about so that we become a better human being here and bring heaven here this is not hell, right? We try to make it like hell, but it doesn't have to be. <laughs>
2: You're absolutely right. So, I mean, bring children back into this. Then, now, reincarnation or past life? I mean, is there there's difference in that? There's no such thing. It's just
1: different terminology. Just terminology.
2: Yeah. That because there used to be a show on TV where they used to inter- interview children that had been had past lives in that they remember things so distinctly like uh war vets that have been on aircraft carriers and they would exactly ex- explain exactly everything that they saw in that mm-hmm. um i have a nephew that I just love and adore in that that for the longest time in that until he was about almost seven years old in that he kept saying to me he goes this isn't my mom and dad that my mom and dad are from up there and then he kept pointing up in the sky that he believed in terrestrials. He he would talk more about Pleiades and Syrians, Syrians than I've ever heard anybody talk. And he's he was five years old at the time. And he was just like blah 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 about it. As like, wow, what is where is this kid? Well, he it didn't last very long when he t- turned seven years old and that his family kept saying, No, we are your mom, dad, we are this, we're that, and everything else that What do you say to parents that in 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 my is stifling, you know. My kids, I, I didn't want to ever stifle that. I let them believe whoever they right, wanted to believe. Right.
1: That. I, the best thing, if 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 a parent is concerned about it or has curiosity about it, the best book to read is Children's Past Lives by Carol Bowman. She's a great resource. Um, she struggled with. Um, she had children who are having health challenges and things of that nature. So definitely. Um, I would recommend that for parents to read. The best thing a parent can do is not to tell a child that they're crazy and no, that isn't true. Oh, tell me more. Tell Absolutely. me about that. And just be curious. Let him talk about it. Does it matter?
2: No, no, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, when Zach was was very young in that, and by the way, everybody that doesn't know Zach, Zach's a, our producer here, and then he puts this all together for us. And then um, when Zach was very young in that. He portrayed himself as almost a superhero-like person that, and he was very determined as a child that I was he was a, some a superhero of some sort, and to the point where I really enjoyed, you know, listening to some of his stories and everything else. Never ever crushed it, you know. You know That's it, a key. He's yeah. a comedian, so now he says I crushed his life, but <laughs> but anyway, no. So it's it's the thing; it's just allowing them just to be. They are right, right, absolutely. Absolutely. We have a question from the audience. We
3: do somebody too, uh, shy enough to just pass a question up here. So, oh, okay. yeah, but wanting it here we go. So, if a client comes to you for a healing in their life, can most revelations come through in one session? Wow.
1: Well, first of all, healing is a big word. What do we mean by healing? And it may be, first of all, somebody can come in for a past life, and they may go to one past life, or they may have five in one session. I had a gentleman come in who had was in his 80s, his wife was ill, and he was concerned that maybe he had done something that was impacting her health, and he didn't know what to do. And... Okay, so he ended up in five different lifetimes where she was a key component in different lifetimes and they had different relationships and different things. And it helped him understand that he needed to just surrender, that her health was just that she was 85 and her health was doing what it was supposed to do. So it was a lot of different lifetimes in that one session. Another session could just be about one lifetime. That's the biggest message. So it can come different ways. It can be a thread where there's an element of one lifetime that keeps showing up in a lot of lifetimes. Or it can be in just one lifetime that it really needs to be addressed. So it's, I can't say that it's ever um, just one session. It could be. Some people, one session may be all they need. It just depends. I mean, I've had, I can't even say how many lifetimes I've had, and most of them I never needed to revisit. Once I had that lifetime, it was done, didn't need to see anything more about it. Now, some people need to, if, uh, my goal is for the client to see the end of the lifetime, that they go through their death and they learn the lesson of that lifetime. And so I try to have that happen in, in a full session. But sometimes they may need a second session to clean up. It may be bigger than 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 what we have time for. I don't know. It, it varies, so it's hard to say.
2: That's beautiful. Well, Zach's doing the finger thing again. That means wrap it up. Yeah, so sorry, dear. That's a lot of great information. Okay. We didn't get to your story in that. Oh, I have a doozy. Can can you come next for our next podcast? And then because our next podcast is actually um, uh, soul. Oh, my we'll gosh. It, spirit Releasement. Spirit Releasement. That's, oh, my gosh. I almost forgot what we are talking about. <laughs> so can you be back for that one there? Sure. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to have you in that. Um, what do you got coming up here? You got anything, classes or anything else you'd like to share?
1: Uh, you know, at the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts, we've always got something going on. And uh, right now, uh, coming up, I do have a past life class for um, experienced hypnotherapists. That's coming up. Also, uh, we have currently happening right now is the initial training of someone to become a hypnotherapist, we offer a complimentary clinic where people can come in for free sessions. Oh, wow. And that's still going on for a couple weeks at the school, so they could, if somebody wanted a session on anything other than past lives, they could come in for a free session.
2: Do you do private sessions also?
1: I do private sessions as well. I'm a little limited with my busy teaching schedule because I teach both on campus and online, so.
2: How can a person get a hold of you? The
1: best way to get a hold of me is... Uh, send me an email at heartcoach at msn That's the easiest way to get hold of me.
2: MSN still around?
1: Yes. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Apparently <laughs> Sorry. Apparently, I've had apparently my website for—I mean, my email for a long forever. time. You
1: can also reach me at. There you go. Www.lindahypnoqueen.com.
2: Oh my gosh! I love that. I love that. One more time on the email again, dear.
1: The email or yeah, the website? The email. The email is at msn dot com.
2: Awesome. Love it. Thank you, Linda, very much for being Thank here. You. It's always a pleasure and honor Thank to you. see you. Meet Thank you. you. Mike, what do you got coming
3: up here? Well, in, in early August, we have, uh, the Karuna Reiki masterclass. So that's, we've been advertising that in our yep. podcast, but that's, uh, what, that's what I've got coming up for, uh, for this summer. And that'll be August 13th through Beyond Today here. And Rod and Cindy are both uh, are teaching that. We're all teaching that together.
2: Absolutely. Um, you got any travels going on? I do. I'll be heading out
3: to the East Coast uh, in, in a few days. Going to be spending the, a week off the coast of Maine, some, a week in uh, New Hampshire, helping to some people lead, to, to do some singing in the woods. <laughs> of, kind of crazy. <laughs> but it's uh, time dear, in Vermont dear. and Boston. So, yes, I'm on, that- on the road.
2: Why? Why did I hear dueling vandals all of a sudden? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you don't know. Okay, <laughs> is <laughs> no. It's uh, horrible. Uh, anything else that we you'd like to share? Or anything else in that? How can they get a hold of you if they'd like to, a healing from Doctor Mike? Through Beyond Today, shall we go? Yes,
3: absolutely. Yeah. Right. Contact Beyond
2: Today. Beyond Thanks, Today, buddy. we can we can always get a hold of it. Mike's Mike's always here for our beautiful Reiki shares and everything else. And that, uh, which we have one coming up on the fifteenth, uh, which is at six thirty at Beyond Today. That, Cindy, what do you have going on coming up here? That I know this weekend, you know, but by the time the podcast gets out, then they're going to miss your your color class. Right. And so, it's kind of exciting to hear about that, how that turned out and everything else and that, because that's a fabulous thing that you do, you know. You went to Switzerland and learned about all these colors and, and frequencies and everything else and that, and so you're going to be sharing that. Uh, where can people get a hold of you if they would like a treatment from you?
0: At Beyond Today.
2: Right, is there a phone number or anything else?
0: No? There is. I need glasses to see the number. <laughs>
2: nobody could see you putting in your glasses in anyway
0: all right yes you can reach me Cindy at 602 374 uh give me a call and i'd love to do a color treatment on you in uh, with energy work it's a it's a beautiful thing uh incorporating uh, colors with energy so give me a call thank you
2: absolutely Zach you have anything coming up nope listen uh zach live uh he's got he got, does his own podcast and that um he also has this uh cool little cheesy cart that he drag, drags around and makes cheese sandwiches and that so we might go out and have a cheese sandwich after we're done here and that uh he's pretty great with what he does and that um you heard our sponsors this morning which was awesome that uh if you'd like to be a sponsor in that in Call Beyond today at 602-374-4926. Uh, we got some wonderful things coming up here. The the fifteenth Reiki Share. Uh then we have a Reiki master class that's coming up here. And we got a lot of great stuff. So check us out on our website. It's beyond two day dot com. Um Cindy and I have some really good stuff coming up next. Uh, and you just kind of watch for what we got going on. Uh next podcast uh we'll be talking about uh uh spirit release. spirit release, thank you. <laughs> it's gonna be kind of fun that and we're gonna have the beautiful Linda here back with us. Crew, it's awesome to see you guys. Thank you guys for coming here and that. Uh thank you, Mike, thank you, Linda, thank you, Cindy, thank you, Zach, and that. Good night, Mike. Good night, Linda, good night. Good night, Cindy. Good night Rod. Good, good night. night. Good night. Good
0: night. Good night, everyone. Thank you so much.